welcome to the Be About Being Better podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compounded the huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacier, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly. So I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. to the Be About Being Better podcast. Y'all, I am so excited for today's episode. If you know me, if you have been through our programs, you know that I am obsessed, literally obsessed with morning and evening routines. I love working with people on how to optimize this, how do we customize this, how do we keep up with a morning and evening routine consistently, regardless of what life throws at us, regardless of how our schedule changes, whether people are staying at our house or it's a holiday or we're sick or it's the weekend, regardless of what's going on, it is possible for you to have a morning and evening routine that makes you feel like the main character. I'm so excited. So if you are listening to this right now and you don't have a routine that makes you feel like the main character and lights you up and gets you literally leaping out of bed in the morning, then you need this episode. You need to hear these these tips and these tricks and these hacks that I have that are tested by all of our clients. Uh, So I know that our framework works, but I have recently had to go through my own framework for setting up a morning and evening routine myself. Y'all know that I just moved to Nashville, started my dietetic internship, and that required me to have a totally different morning and evening routine. But now I get up in the morning with ease. I'm not snoozing a million times. I get up and I do the things that I need to do in the morning, and I'm doing the things in the morning that are allowing me to feel my best every single day. And I have an evening routine that winds me down in the day, preps me for my morning so it makes my morning easier. And I have these opportunities in the beginning and the end of my day to to bookend my day that make me feel best and allow me to perform my best and allow me to mitigate burnout. It's such an amazing feeling and I can't wait to set you up with this framework and get you feeling like the main character in your life too. A couple things that I'll say is that to be fully honest and transparent with y'all, even though I feel like a trained professional when it comes to setting up morning and evening routines, my schedule had to look so different and I had to train myself from getting up consistently between 7, 8, sometimes 9 a.m. to now getting up at 5 a.m. I literally have a five to nine before my nine to five. But I do want to preface this by saying if you're someone that scrolls through TikTok and you know that trend, oh, here's my five to nine before my nine to five. Just because I get up at 5 a.m. doesn't mean that you need to be getting up at 5 a.m. Does not mean that you have to have a five to nine before your nine to five. Yes, we're going to talk about morning and evening routines, but it's possible to do that in a shorter amount of time. And you just have to work with your own schedule. For me, I need to leave the house by 6.45. So to do everything that I want to do, I need almost two hours. So I need to get up at five. So that's just for me what I need to do that that's going to work. Uh, but you're going to find what, what works for you. So just because I get up at five doesn't mean that you need to get up at five. Just because someone else on the internet has a five to nine before they're nine to five doesn't mean that you need to have that. 
but there is an opportunity, even with your busy schedule, and even if you don't want to get up at 5 a.m., there's still an opportunity that's probably being missed where you can do something in the morning that allows you to feel better and less rushed, less hurried than you do now. There's an opportunity to give to yourself in the morning as well as the evening before you just pour out and give to everybody else and all of your other roles and responsibilities throughout the day. There's an opportunity to start this and really pour into yourself in the morning and then again in the evening to bookend your day super, super well. So, but, but I want to be honest with y'all that it took me about a month to six weeks to get to this place where I'm very easily getting up at the time that I need to get up consistently doing the things that I want to do. And I've worked out, okay, what is really worth it for me to do in the morning? And in what order do I need to do things? And what do I need to do in the evening to make myself more successful in the morning, doing all the things that I need to do that are going to allow me to feel how I want to feel starting my day. So it's been a it's been a bit of some, I don't want to say trial and error, but trial and correction is normally what we like to say at Be About Being Better. So I just want to set the precedent that yes, some people can get into a groove a lot faster and you might be one of those people, but you also might be like me where you need more time to work out the kinks and that is okay because we're not just setting ourselves up to have a morning and evening routine for a couple months. We're all about consistency here. We're all about longevity. I want to get you set up with a lifestyle and a morning and evening routine that you can see yourself maintaining over the long term. And I'm also going to teach you how do we make these morning and evening routines, yes, consistent, but also modifiable. Because it's not realistic that you're going to have the same routine, the same amount of time, the same context, the same ability to follow through on everything that you want to do in the morning every day of of the month, every day of the year. So we have to, yes, have a baseline. Yes, have a framework that this is my basic routine. When everything is going right, when I am in the right context and I'm in my own environment and I have control, here are the things that I like to do. But if I have people visiting, if I'm visiting somewhere, if I'm at a hotel, if I'm sick, if it's a holiday, if something, if I have less time, if something's awry or something has changed, I have my baseline routine. What do I need to do to modify that? How do I change that so that I can still feel how I want to feel starting my day? So I'm going to teach you how do we develop that baseline and then also give you some tips for once you have that baseline for a routine, how do we modify that? How do we change that so that you can still be consistently feeling how you want to feel throughout the day, regardless of what's changing in your life? And that's what I'm really excited about because these routines, they have to be customized. And that's the only way to make it sustainable is if we know how to modify them. It's not realistic to have the same routine every single day, but there are certain things that you can do every single day that allow you to feel how you want to feel starting your day and throughout your day. Oh, so yeah, I'm so excited to dive into this. Couple things. It's important for me to note as we're going into this, what a morning routine is not. A morning routine it's not a checklist. It is not a long list of things that you need to follow through on. It's not just something where you're passively going through, check, check, check. 
whole to-do list that is as long as a CVS receipt, as long as Meghan Markle's veil. Like, that's not what a morning routine is. And I think that's a common misconception that a morning routine is this whole long list of things that you need to do in the morning. A morning routine can be very short. And I almost recommend that it is, especially in the beginning, and then elongate it as you desire, as you streamline, as you have more time. But it does not need to be super long. What's important is that your morning routine consists of very intentional things that you know work for you, that are effective in getting you to feel how you want to feel starting your day. So it's not about the number of things, it's about what things are in your morning routine. It doesn't have to be a long list, but it has to be the right list. And we're gonna go over how do we figure out what is the best thing for me? What should be, if I'm only picking one or two things to have in my morning routine, what are those things? We'll get into that. And I also wanna note that a morning routine is something that's customized to you. So you might be maybe looking through social media, trying to get inspiration. I'll give you a few things on this episode that have worked for clients in the past as we're navigating this process and coming up with what our baseline is. But I just wanna say, what works for somebody else might not work for you, and that's okay because you have to find what is going to work for you in the context of your schedule. And another thing I'll say to preface this episode as we're going through this is you might need multiple baseline routines. And that might be a little confusing, so let me explain it. Um, for example, if you're a nurse or you're someone that works in a job that has a lot of different shifts and your schedule is always changing, like we've coached so many nurses that sometimes work the day shift, sometimes they're working a night shift, sometimes they're working in the evening or some sort of combination. They have days off, not just on the weekend, sometimes they're working weekends. But so they just randomly have a Wednesday off or a Monday, but each week it's kind of changing. We've also worked with students that their schedule's changing every semester, or there are some days they have class, some days they don't, some days they only have one class. So the schedule just looks different. We also have people that maybe their schedule's consistent Monday through Friday, but the weekends are totally different. So you just have to know that you need a morning routine for each of those quote unquote days. For each day that looks different, you need a baseline routine and you have to know how to modify it when things change. But if you know, okay, if, if I'm a nurse and there are some days I work the day shift and there are some days I work an evening shift, you are going to need two different morning and evening routines for those days. And it might be the same list of things that you do, but it might be abbreviated. Or one of those days might be the day where you work out and the other day might be a rest day. So it totally, totally depends. Um, but what's going to kind of keep you afloat and keep guiding you is if you're creating the right routine for your schedule is this first tip. You have to pick how you want to feel. You have to identify what three emotions you want to feel starting your day. You have to get really, really clear on that before you just start diving into, oh, like, what do you want to do in the morning? What are the certain things? It's like, no, 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 no. You need to figure out how you want to feel walking into your first commitment of the day. How do you want to feel sitting in class or walking into the break room or swiping your badge or whatever it is? Like, how do you want to feel entering your first commitment of the day, logging on Zoom or whatever that looks like for you? 
And once you identify those emotions or those adjectives or those buzzwords, then it's easier for you to pick, okay, what can I actually do in the morning that's going to allow me to generate those feelings? It's going to allow me to feel that way. So you might want to feel confident, empowered, energized, calm, at peace, ready for the day, prepared, rested. There's so many different things that you could feel, but first identify what are those three emotions that you want to feel starting your day and then start to think about, okay, what would actually work for me? What would allow me to feel confident? What would allow me to feel prepared? Because you might be thinking to yourself, oh, like it would be so nice to meditate in the morning. I've heard meditation is good and there's so many apps out there that can help. But if you want to feel confident and empowered and energized in the morning, a meditation for you in the morning might put you to sleep. So it's important that you're actually picking things and being intentional about what's in your morning routine that would actually be effective for you to feel how you want to feel starting your day. And this is how you start to gauge, is my morning routine working or not? You know, I had to do a lot of trial and correction with my morning routine when I moved to Nashville because I was trying different things in the morning and testing out the order because order matters and we'll get into that. But I wasn't feeling how I wanted to feel walking into the hospital every day. And then there were some days where I would feel great walking into the hospital, but then I'd be crashing at 2 or 3 p.m., and I'm like, okay, well, clearly what I'm doing in the morning and how I'm setting myself up for success or what I thought was setting myself up for success wasn't actually working. So something had to change in order to get me feeling how I want to feel walking into my first commitment of the day. And then how am I throughout the day? That's another consideration. So I just knew, okay, what I'm doing isn't quite working. So something needs to change. So being able to have these three words as a baseline and a guide for you, a compass, will allow you as you're going through this trial and correction process with your morning and evening routines, it'll give you a gauge for am I doing it right or am I not? Am I succeeding or not? Or am I heading in the right direction or not? Or do I need to pivot? So it can be a good gauge for yourself. Am I doing what I'm setting out to do? I want to feel a certain way. Is what I'm doing in the morning just a box that I'm checking off? Or is it actually generating the feelings that I want to feel starting my day? So you got to start with those three words. You can't skip this step. Then the order matters. So you want to pay attention to your energy. Once you kind of have a routine and you're like, all right, I know I want to move in the morning. I know I want to review my schedule because that would allow me to feel prepared. And I really want to spend time doing my hair and makeup or picking out my outfit that makes me feel confident. So you kind of know like what you want to do. Now I want you to think about the order because the order matters. And there's a couple considerations when it comes to figuring out what is the best order for you. First thing is it's an energy thing. You got to pay attention to how you feel while you're doing these things and going in, transitioning from one thing in your morning routine to the next. We've had clients where they'll get up in the morning and they're kind of groggy. So then they'll start a meditation or their journal or something and it slowly wakes them up. So then after the meditation, they feel more ready to go. They're like, okay, I'm more awake. I feel like I could go exercise now and keep ramping up this energy. And then they exercise and they feel really good for the day, shower, get ready, do all the things. And, and they're out the door ready to go. And they've ramped up their energy. 
But then we have some clients that have tried that and they're like, if I try and do a meditation within the first 10 minutes of waking up, I'm going back to sleep. That's not possible for me. So they've needed to switch that around where they get up in the morning, they get right into their workout clothes, they go right into their workout. They have all of this energy but then they harness it. So right away, they're ramping up their energy and they almost have too much energy. They're on a high. They need to consolidate it. They need to harness it. And by doing a meditation, they're kind of buzzing. They're able to not necessarily bring their energy down, but like I said, harness it so that they're more focused and they're directing their energy in a positive way, setting intentions for the day or with the right mindset through their meditation. And at that point, the meditation's not putting them to sleep because their workout got them awake enough to not be falling back asleep. And they've been up for enough time where they're not falling back asleep. The meditation's not making them more tired. And then we have some clients that are like, either way, meditation's not working for me in the morning, but I could do it in the evening to wind down and kind of get out of my head, stop thinking about things and just relax my body and wind down into sleep. And if that's you, okay, great. And then there might be some of you listening to this that are saying, oh, hell no, I'm just not a meditation person. I've tried it or I haven't tried it. And it's just not for me. Okay, good. That's fine. This is why every routine looks different. We have to customize it to the individual because you're not going to stick with it if it's not making you feel like the main character, if it truly doesn't suit you. But I would encourage you to, if you haven't tried something, don't necessarily write it off. Give it a try and try it for a couple days, especially with meditation, for example. If you've kind of been curious about it and you've wanted to dabble in it, but you haven't been consistent or haven't pulled the trigger, I would recommend that you do try it and try it for a couple days. Like give it five days because meditation feels weird at first. So try it out a little bit because you might end up liking it and seeing some benefits that you're just not aware of right now. So that's something to pay attention to. But just know you have to customize your routine for how it's going to work for you. So I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas, but you know yourself best. You know how you want to feel and you know what you could do to generate those feelings and in what order. But take some time to kind of figure figure that out and become more of an expert in yourself. But at the end of the day, you are the best expert in yourself. So you're going to be the best person to figure this out. Not me. I can give you the framework for what to do and maybe give you some other ideas, but you're the one that really knows yourself best and what's going to work for you in the context of your schedule and in the context of your interests. And then you also have to be cognizant of the foot pattern. So the order of your routine matters, yes, because you got to pay attention to the energy, but you also have to be cognizant that your routine needs to make sense logistically in the context of your apartment or your house. So you got to almost choreograph it out. And maybe it's just because I have a dance background and did ballet for like over 14 years, but I'm always thinking about my morning routine as choreography that I'm practicing over and over again and kind of tinkering with until I find the best routine and the best footwork for me. We had one client that, that went through our programs and she was walking me through her morning routine. And I was like, okay, walk me through step by step exactly what you do and get really, really specific. Like when you wake up and you t- turn off your alarm, what's the first thing that you do? She's like, okay, first thing I do is I get out of bed and I go downstairs and I start my coffee. 
and I start to get my pre-workout meal ready to go. And I'm like, okay, good. And she's like, then I go back upstairs, I make my bed, I change into my workout clothes, brush my teeth, and then I go back downstairs and I eat my pre-workout meal. And then I go into the basement and I have a little home gym set up. I go work out. Then I come back upstairs to the top floor where my bathroom is. I shower, get ready, come back downstairs, have breakfast. And then I go out the door. And as she's explaining it, I'm like, how many times is she walking up and down the stairs? And maybe she wants to get her steps in, but I'm like, girlfriend, <laughs> we could streamline this. And I think it could make more sense for you to do everything upstairs in your bedroom that you need to do and then go down to the middle floor where your kitchen is and then go back down to the basement, do your workout and then come back all the way upstairs and kind of out the door instead of up, down, up, down, 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 up, up, you know, <laughs> we could streamline this a little bit. So the way that we changed her routine was as soon as she got up, she didn't go downstairs to do the coffee and her pre-workout meal. We did everything upstairs. So she made her bed there. She actually, we changed it so she started her first glass of water. She had her first eight ounces of water. That was kind of part of her eating routine was having 16 ounces of water by her bedside, drinking half of that. And then she has her eight ounces ready to go in the morning. So we made that switch, but she then got into her workout clothes and then she brushed her teeth. Like she kind of did those morning bathroom things, bedroom things, changing into her workout clothes. And then she went down to the kitchen, had her pre-workout meal, started her coffee, did all of that. And then we actually looped in her journaling at that point too, while she's kind of waiting for the coffee to heat up. And then she went downstairs and did her workout. And then once she was done with her workout, she went all the way upstairs, got ready, showered, then went downstairs, took her coffee to go, took her breakfast to go. And if she had time to eat it there, you know, at the kitchen table, she could. And then she was right out the door. So she didn't have to go up and down, up and down like a million times. We streamlined it for her in the context of her house. So I would just urge you as you're writing out step-by-step step what exactly your routine is, be thinking of the footwork, be cognizant of the choreography. Where are you going in your house and how can you mitigate how many times you're going into different rooms? And this might require you to now put a larger emphasis on your evening routine because there's probably things that you could lay out or change or move in the evening to make it easier for you to follow through in the morning, to make it smoother in your morning. Like for me, I always leave my workout bag in the same place. I always leave my badge for work with my sunglasses and my wall in the same place so that I know where to grab it in the morning. And it's easy for me to grab in the morning. And it's easy for me to grab when I'm ready to go to the gym. So some of these things you'll start to recognize are, mm, this isn't really a, a good for the morning, but if I do it in the evening, it'll make my morning easier. And that's what an evening routine should be. So let's talk about evening routines because you're going to be more successful in the morning if your evening routine is optimized. And I just think, y'all, morning and evening routines, it's the biggest missed opportunity. If you are not optimizing your morning and evening routine, but you're somebody who wants to be better, somebody that wants to live a more vibrant life, wants to optimize their performance, but your morning and evening routine is non-existent or it sucks or it just leaves you feeling rushed, 
it's a missed opportunity. So I'm so happy that you're listening to this episode because we're gonna, we're gonna go over this and I want you to optimize your morning and evening routine. So your evening routine really has two parts or it should have two parts. The first part is what we were talking about before. You gotta get yourself ready for the morning. What are the things that you could do in the evening? The things you could lay out, the decisions that you could make that would make the morning seamless for yourself. You want to make the barrier for entry so low where it's like, of course I'm going to exercise in the morning because my clothes are right there. I've already picked out my playlist. I've already picked out the workout. I already have laid out my spoon and my peanut butter and my pre-workout. If you take that, like I've laid everything out. It's impossible for me to not follow through. The only thing holding me back is me just getting out of bed. Literally rolling there and I'm going to roll on my sneakers, right? So you want to make it so easy for yourself to succeed. So you have to think to yourself, okay, what am I doing in the morning and what are some things that I could lay out? What are some decisions that I could make? One small thing that I started doing in the evening, well, a couple small things, I'll go through everything. On the days that I do work out, I do lay out my peanut butter and my spoon because I basically just take a spoonful of peanut butter and take take that with me on the go. And it's super, super easy. And it's something that, it doesn't take me that much time to go grab a spoon and take the peanut butter jar out of the cabinet but it's one less thing to do in the morning. I have it right there. So that's something I do in my evening. Another thing I do in the evening is I set out my coffee. I pour the water in the coffee pot, I put in new grinds, change out the filter. I do all of that in the evening so that in the morning I could just switch on the switch on the coffee pot and the coffee is started. And I got my little to-go coffee cup right there and I already pour in my one scoop of collagen peptides, my protein powder in my to-go coffee cup and it's right there, all ready to go in the evening. It doesn't take that much time in the morning, but it's a couple less things, couple less steps. I just realized, I was like, wow, I'm actually spending more time on this, more attention on this than I want to. I want to not feel rushed when I'm journaling. I personally don't wanna feel rushed during my Bible time or when I'm in a meditation. So if I could do some of these things in the evening, it will allow me couple more minutes in the morning to not feel rushed and to pour more into myself. Some more obvious things are laying out my clothes. And when I say laying out my clothes, it's my workout clothes and my work clothes. It's what I'm going to be changing into first. And then what am I changing into after? And I lay out everything, undergarments, shoes, socks, coat, my badge for work, sunglasses, earrings. I even lay out my contacts, all my vitamins. I'm doing all of this and resetting myself in the evening to make it easier in the morning. And my journal. I wanna make sure that my journal is in my line of vision. That's the one thing for me that I, I really need to do in the morning that makes me feel my best and something that I wanna prioritize. So I always make sure that I'm putting that in the same place at the end of every day. And we've had clients put their journal so many different places. Some of them leave it by their coffee pot. Some of them leave it in the bathroom or by their bedside so that it's in their line of vision and it's right where they need it to be to stay consistent with, with their journaling. So you want to make it seamless. So the point is the first part of your evening routine is to make the morning routine easier. Lay everything out make decisions, streamline, pack your lunch, prep your breakfast, prep your snacks for the next day, pack your lunchbox. And I actually do that as soon as I get home, I'm emptying my lunchbox from the day and then automatically repacking my lunchbox with my lunch for the next day. And we have some clients that tack that onto dinner. So it's like once they're done with their dinner plate, they're 
then prepping their lunch and snacks for the next day. So whatever works for you will work for you as far as stacking these things together and making it seamless and easy for yourself in the evening and have it just make sense. But it's necessary for you to make these decisions and make the morning easier because you'll be more likely to follow through with your morning routine if it's easy. So think about some of these smaller things that you do in the morning that don't take that much time. But if they don't take that much time, could they just be done in the evening? Yes, they probably could. The second part of your evening routine is the part where you really pour into yourself and you are winding down. This is a great time to transition to from being plugged in to being unplugged. So at this point, this is where I check notifications. Again, one last time, I'll check my email, kind of maybe scroll for a little bit or watch a TV show. And I'm kind of prepping for my day and I'm plugged in. But then it's like, okay, it's hit a certain point in the evening. I'm ready to unplug now and wind down and either make a cup of tea to wind down or do journaling or listen to a meditation or stretch, light a candle, take a shower, do something to wind down. And I think it's a really great time to get into the practice of unplugging at this time because so many of us just stay up all night scrolling and it sabotages our sleep. So many of us struggle to fall asleep because they're either eating or drinking too close to bed. And food is calories, calories are energy. So if you're eating a lot of food or drinking things that have a lot of calories, your body sees that as energy. It's literally waking yourself up. So try at least an hour before going to bed. Um, try not to eat or drink a lot of things. But I know sometimes with people's schedule, that's not always realistic, but do the best that you can. That's normally what sabotages people's sleep. They're either eating or drinking too close to bed. They're either plugged into electronics and the light from their phone or light from the TV is waking them up, or they are so plugged into work and they're working late and then they maybe shut their laptop or close their, close their book and then they're expecting to just go to sleep and they're staring up at the ceiling wondering why they haven't fallen asleep. And it's like, whoa, 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 you didn't give yourself enough time to wind down. So they're either working too much plugged into electronics or eating or drinking too close to bed. Those are the three common things that are sabotaging people's sleep. So those are the three things that I would say when you're transitioning from the first part of your evening routine, you're kind of getting yourself ready for the next day to when you want to pour into yourself and really wind down. Those are the things that I would say to stop. So I would say at least 45 minutes to an hour before you want to go to bed, you want to try and stop those things. And this by no means is me saying you need to stop eating at 8 p.m., and you can't have any food after like this is not a food rule right this is totally separate from that so it's just important that you are winding down and setting your body up for success to get the best quality and quantity sleep and doing something that's pouring into yourself whether that's reading a book taking a shower lighting a candle having a cup of tea meditating journaling stretching like whatever's going to work for you but really take that time to pour back into yourself what do you need to do to recharge and kind of disconnect and do something for you and do something for you that's going to allow you to wind down properly to get the best quality and quantity sleep so i hope that this is helpful it will be important that you start figuring out, okay, what is my baseline routine? What does that look like? And what works for me? And then as you're testing this out, start to think about, okay, out of all the things that I'm doing in the morning and evening, what is the most 
impactful thing? What is the most effective thing? What are my favorite things? What am I looking forward to the most? And that's different for everyone. For me, it's journaling. For other people, it might be exercise. It might be listening to a podcast or listening to music or some sort of affirmation or your morning cup of coffee. could be different for everyone. But you have to start thinking, okay, out of all of the things, what are my favorite things? Because those are the things that when you have to modify your routine, when you're in a place where you can't do everything, you'll know what you want to prioritize because it's important that when you can't do everything for your routine, know that you can always do something. And that's what you'll want to prioritize and advocate for and plan for when you go on vacation. Bring your journal. That's what I do. If, if journaling is important to you. Say if it's exercise and you need to figure out, okay, how am I going to get movement in where I'm going to be if I'm not around my same equipment that I normally have? So once you already know what you want to prioritize and what's important to you, it makes it easier to modify when stuff comes up, when people are at your house, when you're traveling, when you have less time, you know, okay, I don't need to do everything for my routine, but if I just do this one thing, then it will allow me to feel how I want to feel. It'll get me closer to feeling quote unquote normal and like I'm in a normal routine, even though I'm not doing everything. Another thing I'll say to kind of close this out is that you got to give yourself grace in this exploration process and this trial and correction process. I hope that you're excited to try some things out and to start playing with your evening routine and your morning routine, changing up the order, thinking about your choreography and, and the footwork. I hope that this makes sense. And if it doesn't, if you have any questions, please feel free to DM me. I would love to see a draft of your morning and evening routine. This is something that I'm very passionate about because I do believe that morning and evening routines are a missed opportunity and something that we're not taking advantage of enough. So I love chatting with people in the DMs about this. I love customizing this with clients. If this is something that you feel like you need more support with, definitely go to the show notes, take our quiz, see which one of our health coaching programs could be for you. Because this is something that, especially in our Be About Being Better Academy, we customize with all of our clients and we kind of go back and forth and we get really nitty gritty. What decisions do you need to make to make the morning easier? What should be your bedtime? Do you need an alarm 30 minutes before you need to start your evening routine to remind you, hey, 30 minute warning, you need to start winding down. Like these are the things that, that we're talking about in the academy and that I'm helping you with and holding you accountable to. So if you feel like you need that extra accountability and extra customization, go ahead to the show notes, take our quiz, see which one of our health coaching programs could be for you and send me a DM. Let me know how your morning and evening routine is going. I'm excited for you to go at this trial and correction process and find a morning routine that makes you feel like the main character. See you in the next episode. Hey y'all, thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better